Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the Engineering Judgment Podcast. I'm Kyle and we're going to be talking about letting employees build their own job descriptions. I got to thinking about something the other day. Uh, What would happen if people could build their own job descriptions and it would actually influence their benefits? And what I mean by that is what if you allowed employees to either partly or even entirely choose from a list of things that needed to be done and then reward them according to what they agreed to accomplish. Kind of a twist on, you know, what you normally see. I'm imagining uh, job descriptions that are based on the actual individual's talents and goals within the company rather than just the cookie-cutter templates that we currently see almost everywhere. People would be able to utilize their own unique talents to excel in their position and really contribute in ways that other people aren't able to, you know, just based on their own personal, uh, you know, attributes. Employees with real drive could feel like they are benefiting from going the extra mile. Too often, I feel like high potential people are unmotivated to really take on further responsibilities because the only thing that they get from it is more work. No real tangible benefits for themselves to keep pushing the envelope or innovating, so they just end up coasting in their positions. This might be a good way to allow those high-potential employees a a real chance to flourish and orient themselves towards tasks and responsibilities that further their own career milestones and the overarching company goals behind them. I believe that companies need to set up avenues for employees to leverage their unique skills for the benefit of all involved really allow those employees to add more personalization to their daily work so they can add more focus to work that's fulfilling on a personal level and also rewarding for them and the company. I think that this has the possibility to add a lot of value because I've met a lot of engineers, salesmen, planners, purchasers, uh, workers of almost any name really, and even though they share identical titles within their own respective group, Each one of them is completely different. As an example, some people are people-oriented, while others are very technically-minded or future-oriented. You know, very distinct types of people within the same role that could use their varying soft skills to get much different results. Each one of those people is basically a unique type of their group, but they all get treated in the very uh, same way, and that doesn't really allow them to, um, you know, further their own unique talents or even, you know, benefit the company in that way. And I, I will use myself as another example here. I have a degree in mechanical engineering, and I've done design work since I graduated. However, I don't think that I currently fall into the super technical, theory-rich engineer role that you might expect I can get very technical and often do to solve specific work-related problems, but where I think I really excel is being what I call something like an interface engineer. And what I mean by that is that I am the interface between the engineering department and all the other departments or outside people who need information or troubleshooting when something inevitably goes wrong. I truly enjoy helping others and helping other people solve problems and work through them, and especially when they require an engineering decision or viewpoint, you know, I always make a great effort 
to always be available for those people, for anyone to ask a question. And I really try to never make those people feel like I'm bothered by their questions. I try to take the time to fully understand their issue, get them back on track. I do this because I truly enjoy helping others, but also I feel that engineering departments can also be very difficult to deal with in a lot of cases. I've had several experiences where other people avoid getting the engineering department involved basically at all costs because they believe that the engineers, you know, have, quote, no real-world experience, and they just really tend to complicate things more than is necessary. And part of this problem, I think, comes from engineers who try to use words that are bigger than necessary. I mean, everybody already knows that you're an engineer, and trying to use words that no one understands, or even worse, talking down to people and overloading them with a bunch of of just technical nonsense that they don't need can really give you and you know your department a negative reputation. There is, of course, a need for engineers to understand those technical terms and how to you know apply them correctly, but the need to speak to your audience is also very important. And that goes for everyone, not just engineers. You know, tailor your words and demeanor to fit the situation, and you will see a great improvement and maybe even a great difference in how people, especially outside your department, uh, start to feel about you. Everyone likes someone that is willing to help them, and no one likes a know-it-all that holds what they know over the head of anyone that talks to them. I've personally used these tactics to great success over my career, and I will definitely continue to do so. And it's just one of the ways that I personalize my own job description and provide you know, more benefits to myself and my employer. Um, you know, I get to build a lot of nice, uh, healthy work relationships and I help my employer, you know, become more efficient as a whole because I help communicate more effectively. I get information from the engineering department out to those who need it and people come to me to try and integrate that information as fast as possible and it really just keeps the wheels moving. And really, now if I could only choose other responsibilities to handle and actually get rewarded for taking those on. Might be even motivated to do more. Who knows? I mean, and I've, I've done some research on this, and I've found a number of articles that describe writing your own job descriptions. They go on at length about how to phrase your description to target the company's long-term vision and to state your responsibilities rather than the tasks you perform. However, there's no mention in the articles that the restructuring of your position would change any of the benefits provided to you. Presumably, all of that's already been set out in the employment contract. I really think that these things should be interlinked and that it would really be beneficial to both the employees and the companies. I'm thinking uh, right now maybe of something similar to a bounty board, you know, a list of responsibilities that the company needs someone to handle, but in this case it's not just part of a job description that is pushed from person to person. These are real needs that the company is pitching to the right person, a person who has both the skills and the desire to fulfill that responsibility and take complete ownership of it. Just think if you would be more likely to take on something new at work. If you got, I don't know, a couple extra days of vacation or your own dedicated parking spot, you know, these rewards are just something that I made up 
each company would have to decide what makes sense for them as well as just the difficulty of the task themselves. You know, there would be a lot of balancing involved. So someone would have to oversee that. Um, and now there would have to be set goals and success criteria to make sure that people were only taking on extra responsibilities that they were able to complete because no matter how good the intentions are, there will be people who try to take advantage of the system. Careful monitoring will be required to ensure that the goals are set correctly and people responsible actually fulfill their goals. If you can't meet the goals, then someone else that may be either better suited for the task or just have more spare time to attend to it will be able to take over uh, from then on. I think that a base salary and core responsibilities for each job should be implemented and the expansion, like these extra bounty tasks, they would occur from that starting point. I'm not sure how a totally customized experience would work out. Each company would have to decide how much personalization is necessary and what makes sense for them. Um, I've also, you know, haven't thoroughly, you know, staked out how this would be implemented. This is more just, you know, my thoughts that I got to thinking one day. So I thought, you know, I would share them with you guys because I'm certain that you will have your own opinions and viewpoints on this. So please make sure to reach out and let me know what you think about this idea. If you've ever dealt with something like this, please let me know because I would like to hear how it worked out, what you thought of the whole experience, pros and cons, things that you would have changed, things that you saw go well or not so well. And I guess I'd just like to thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of the Engineering Judgment Podcast. Please leave feedback on the show as well as you would like to see in the future. You can reach me on Twitter at ENGRJudgment or by email at engineeringjudgmentshow at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you next time.